Hey, I'm Dan, and if you're new to homebrewing, so am I. Welcome to my adventures in homebrewing. Hey, everybody, Ed's Dan here once more with my adventures in homebrewing, and thank you for coming along for the ride at a beer or two along the way. So, I gotta say thank you to Dean from uh, Mississippi Mills Malting Company out in Pakenham, Ontario. Uh, greatly appreciate your time, and yes, sooner or later, once everything everybody gets vaccinated and also we are able to go in group in masses, I will be coming out and bothering you for some craft malt there, my friend. So, guys, if you get a chance, go check him out on Instagram. I believe he also has a Facebook page. Go check them out. Really good guy. Really interesting. I hope uh, the TSA has gone in to approve uh, for him to start operating because all his nice new shiny gear is itching to get going. So this week, we're fortunate to have a friend back. We have Kathy Yin Lee, the director of the Canadian Homebrewers Association, back with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that's upcoming that they are going to be the driving force behind, which is the Canadian Homebrew Day. Kathy, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Oh, you brought you brought a friend along with you today. Yep. Yep. I've got Griffin here. He's uh, almost six months. Oh, well, <laughs> con 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 congratulations. Thanks. So, what's new and exciting? Uh, not much. You know, we're still in a lot of we can do. Uh, but we're going to be celebrating which is uh, on June 5th. It's uh, the third Saturday, sorry, first Saturday of every June. And uh, it's our third year doing it. Awesome. So how did you guys come about uh, declaring that this day in June was going to be the National Homebrew Day? So uh, the Canadian Homebrews Association is, um, we only formed in uh, 2018. So we're only about three years old. And one of the things that we really wanted to do was kind of bring homebrewers across Canada together. Um, the American Homebrews Association has a couple of big brew days. So they have Big Brew Day and Learn How to Homebrew Day, which is a really great event for homebrewers across the world, really, and brew. So we wanted to do something similar in Canada. And we started, we kind of... and as many people could see what would be uh, the best day to work for people in Canada. Um, just because, you know, Canada's pretty big and yeah. our climate is different across our very large nation. And so generally June should be a fairly warm day for most people, uh, even in the territories. So we decided to make uh, the first Saturday of every June Canadian Homebrew Day. Oh, awesome. So is, do you, do you, are people supposed to pledge, register, or just follow along for fun? Just with the pandemic, we've, uh, we're actually, um, so this year we're doing a Zoom uh, brew along. Our um, Alberta rep, uh, Malcolm McKenzie out of Calgary, is going to be hosting a brew along starting at uh, 11 o'clock Mountain Time. And uh, previous, the first year we did it, we actually had, um, you know, community brew days at breweries, homebrew supply stores, um, just with the pandemic last year. And this year, um, we are advising people to be as safe as possible, obviously. And so, you know, depending on your region's regulations um, and limitations, um, you know, if you can brew at home, that's great. If you can meet with some friends. Yeah. Um, out meeting people and bring with bison so we recommend you to celebrate by like you know making a homebrew or 
watching some people to brew if you can't make it out. So you've got kids at home and it's hard to carve away four or five hours to make a, uh, make a brew or do something simple like a mead. Mead's pretty yeah. quick or cider. So, you know, just anything to kind of get your feet wet again if you haven't been brewing for a while or to try a new recipe. This year, we actually have two official recipes that we've released. And how did you... um, so we have a uh, Kolsch. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, how did you guys come about choosing those recipes for the ones that you want people to try and make? Um, so we thought some uh, a couple of official recipes would be nice for you know folks who don't really know what they want to brew. Um, for a challenge. So we decided to go with a um, kind of a lighter beer and a darker beer. Okay. The light beer, uh, we have Coles from Corey Day. So Corey Day is the, he's um, he's won Brew of the Year like three times in a row. <laughs> um, so I figured, uh, we figured that a, a beer from him would be pretty good. Uh, so we have a, a Catalina wine mixer from him. And we have all these recipes uh, made up in PDF so people can find them on our website. Um, and then the second um, beer that we have is a tropical stout from Victor North. And uh, Victor North, he uh, created a, a couple of um, Canadian beer style guidelines, um, uh, as well as uh, he did some um, beer style guidelines for some indigenous beer styles as well. Uh, so we thought uh, a couple of recipes from these two brewers would be uh, really fantastic. Okay. So I know that you were, uh, or last time we talked, you were saying that you're uh, big into making mead. So do you have any mead working that you're going to be doing for homebrew day? Um, I recently, um, so there's like a ton of lilac bushes in my neighborhood. And I just made some lilac syrup that is fantastic with some lemon juice and carbonated water. Oh, wow. And so if they're still out uh, for Canadian Homebrew Day, I'm going to make a lilac mead. That's impressive. I mean, for me, the only thing that's impressive about my, about my place is that I, I've actually increased the size of what the brewery can do now because <laughs> I went and got a, a, a glycol chiller. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And um, I've got uh, now I've got three tanks, possibly going to get a fourth. That way they can all get hooked up. The fourth and most likely will be a bright tank. And that's all the small size. So no more than say like 10 gallons. So I'm happy that way. At least I can try to attempt to drink it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's awesome. We like when we we moved in the fall last year and we don't actually have space for like my brewing stuff. Um, so I've been doing very minimal brewing. I mean, also with two kids under three, it's kind of hard finding time to. But a mead, that's easy to kind of just stir some honey and some toddler to help stir and, and uh, just forget about it for a there few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how does uh, our homebrew day compare in comparison to say like uh, big brew day with the aha because I, mean, I know ideally i would love for it to be as big as what they do there uh, we're still small uh, we don't have kind of the web infrastructure to have people pledge like volume that they're brewing or anything like that uh, we're we're a volunteer run organization um and we really we just we just love the hobby and we want to promote it 
Yeah. Um, so this year with the two recipes, we actually reached out to um, as many homebrew supply stores as we could find. I think we hit 120 something homebrew stores across Canada. So we kind of reached out to them because um, we know that um, homebrew stores are also struggling through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so having something that's easy for them to put together, um, like those two recipes, the recipes already there. If people are interested in buying directly um, from their um, homebrew store, uh, for them to use that. So we thought that'd be a really nice way uh, to include the homebrew store this year, since they probably can't have people convene and brew together yeah yeah that's one thing i've noticed out here in ottawa is that, yeah we're uh, big, uh, yeah uh, one thing out here in ottawa is is that you can go in and buy your ingredients you just can't hang out and do anything i mean uh beer grains is over in gatineau and we can't go across the border right now until you know our premier says it's okay for us to go across the border um go doug um but um there's another one that's close by to me. It's called the Falcos, but and they're most they, they're a little bit on wine and also uh, beer. But I I find their focus is mo mostly on the wine because you can go do the wine there, bottle it all there, and everything else. And when you ask, well, can you do beer here? Uh, not so much. But I totally understand what you're saying that how some homebrew stores are hurting. Uh, and I got a feeling people like maybe beer grains and things like that, because you can't get people inside there. Um, product, productivity or, or sales may have gone down. And it's really cool that you're engaging the homebrew stores to actually help out with this. Yeah, and honestly, like a lot of the smaller communities too, like a lot of their ho local homebrew store might just be a wine you brew that has um, beer ingredients on the side. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, if you give them an opportunity to like, you know, make more beer stuff available or you encourage uh, folks to visit their local like you brews that have these ingredients, they might expand their selection as well. True. Very, very true. So for the what's what's the next big uh, thing for the association to possibly come out with? I mean, you have homebrew day and you did, you did your first uh, online uh, uh conference or homebrew con as the short of it for the for the canadian side uh what's the, what's the next big target for you guys uh so we're going to be doing our um conference again uh canadian homebrewing summit in september last year we had uh four seminars and this year we're hoping to make it bigger uh with more interactive um events we want to do a trivia and uh things like that um, we're not quite sure how the pandemic is going to be affecting it so far. So we, we are just planning for it to be online again. At some point in time, we would like to bring it to, you know, out into real life in person. Um, I think we're still, we still need to build a bit more momentum uh, before we can plan to run in person for it. But that is the goal, hopefully in the next few years to be able to do that. Okay, so what is something that you would like to see the association do that's maybe a little different from what the AHA does? That's a very good question. Oh, 
You're going to have to edit out this very long pause. It's all all good. I mean, they have like things like, obviously you guys both have the discounts and also um, you're able to uh, find courses and thing or um, clubs and everything else. But are are you going to maybe eventually um, do things like, um, well, they have the homebrew con, then they have the big beer. uh, Was it the big beer day or whatever else and then they have the great american beer festival is there anything other than that that you guys would like to see try and happen do you want to see more say maybe summits with say uh producers or local growers or maltsters and things like that come together and see how they can actually help maybe push forward the hobby or or beer or brewing itself so we're i feel like we do follow the like footsteps of the HA. Um, We are kind of modeling a lot of what we do um, after what they do, you know, so eventually we would like to have our uh, national competition uh, that's available to everyone, uh, which we're not quite there yet. Um, We are doing educational seminars. Um, That's something that we do. um, We do monthly speaker series, which is an educational seminar for our members that the the AHA doesn't do that. Um, You know, so I mean, we're, we're putting out educational articles. Um, maybe something that uh, I would love to do um, that is kind of project is doing an arc of past. So um, in the 80s, um, in the small publications um, by local um, clubs um, that uh, don't exist online, one of my side projects is to collect these um, kind of club newsletters uh, that um, have been published and kind of archive them somewhere. Because um, if you look at um, historically homebrewing in Canada, there's not a lot of data, there's not a lot of records. Uh, you know that people are doing it, but there aren't any, you know, there's no um, like records of like your great grandpa's like recipe yeah. um, or even like, and I understand like they didn't have phones to take photos with. So maybe photos aren't as um, widely available because people maybe didn't have cameras. Um, but like we don't even have brewing logs or stories. Yeah. So um, it'd be really nice to kind of fill in the blanks um, to the history of homebrewing in Canada. Yeah, th- that would be kind of cool. And th- maybe even visit some of the maybe areas that were known to be anti-prohibition, <laughs> which pretty much was all North America pretty much, but still. Um... Totally. And, you know, you know, like... From what I understand, like for the long time, like people didn't really have grains through, like a lot of them were just like um, malt extract, and then you'll just get hopped liquid malt extract. So you wouldn't even really have an opinion on like the hops that were available to your brew. Um, but it, I mean, we grew barley, we, we've been growing barley for a very long time. I'm sure people yep. would have tried to do all grain. And so it would be nice to know how they did it without hops, or, you know, when they did have hops, um, or how they managed without hops during prohibition. I, I have tons of no answers. Well, I, I, I do have some answers. So on, like I do that. have some answers on that. So if you look at, say, not necessarily Canada, but in Scotland, uh, 2000 BCE. Uh, so hops really weren't in that region of the world just yet. So when they started making their their beer, they were using indigenous plants for bittering and things like that. And they used uh, heather. 
as their bittering agent for not only for Loma, but for bittering. And it's really cool. So I did my own rendition of that and it turned out really good. So yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's nice. yeah, it's all a matter of, um, a proportion of how bitter or whatever you want that kind of herbaceous grassy kind of flavor to be. Totally. And it would just be nice to know like what we were doing, you know, like definitively, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it'd be kind of cool to hear the stories of people who, uh, who are doing like uh, the bootleg beer or doing, I call them bottle bangers. Like are you going to make the bootleg versions of Pabst Blue Ribbon and you're using cake yeast and you really weren't measuring and you just drop it in. And then later on down the road, all you hear is bang, 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 bang. And say out of a case of maybe say 24 bottles, you may have one that made it through. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's something that I would love to kind of add as like a aspect that we do. Um, right now it's still a bit challenging kind of collecting um, stories from people and getting that kind of uh, documentation because, you know, people move, mm -hmm. um, documents get burned and house fires. Um, people may not be collecting their home brewing um, stuff from like the 80s or. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so I would love to see that, um, see that that as something we expand into in the future. Are you still doing the stories of, of homebrewers? Like if they want to write about their kind of like their journey or whatever else and what they're doing? A little bit. We haven't really been doing that in the last little bit. Um, we haven't had um, people really interested. Um, I think to are like, fatigued from the pandemic and people may um, kind of like likely to uh, like the extra time and energy. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah, so we haven't been doing um, um, any homebrew profiles. Uh, we've kind of just, uh, if we found, we, if we found anyone who's been doing anything interesting in terms of homebrewing, we've kind of just asked them to come on our speaker series to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the recent uh, articles we've been focusing on is uh, we have a series on off flavors um, and uh, beer math. So a little bit more of the um, kind of sciencey and uh, geeky part of beer, of home brewing. There's a yes. future brewer. <laughs> some chubby cheeks. <laughs> Yep. I can't remember when my kids are that small. Yeah, my kids are like uh, 20 and 17, so I, don't I can't know why remember. Why the connection is so bad? That's okay. I can't remember when my kids were that that little. They're like my son's 20 and 63 oh, and my God. daughter's 17. So That's crazy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So is there anything that you want to plug <laughs> for the for the association for anything that's up and coming or anything that you want to uh to to really stress to everybody uh yes so um definitely if you can try to brew on june 5th canadian homebrew day um if you tag your socials with hashtag canadian homebrew day uh we'll to uh, find it and share it if possible and we'd love to see what you're doing on that day uh I know the pandemic is long and dreary, and hopefully this is the last year that we're brewing alone by a Zoom screen. 
and hopefully yeah, next year when we do this again, uh, we'll be able to kind of meet up uh, in groups and kind of get together and actually celebrate it. That'd be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. So I think we're, I think you're like, your time is being dominated by someone more important than me. So, <laughs> so we are, we're going to say thank you very much and let you go. So you can go and hang out with your little guy and have a good day. So guys, this is Kathy from the Canadian Homebrewers Association. Go check them out. Go check out the, uh, the Catalina wine mixer, the tropical stuff they have online. Make a plan to brew on I believe was the 5th of June this year and share everything that you do online, be it through Facebook, be it through Instagram, be it through YouTube, whatever you guys use to get your message out there, tag them. Hashtag Canadian Homebrews Association, hashtag Canadian National Brew Day. And we'll go from there. Guys, thanks a lot for coming along for a beer or two along the way. And this is Dan and Kathy and her youngest little friend there. And we'll see you on the other side. Thank you.